The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello there, and welcome to another powerful edition of Bring Your Soul to Work. We are here to talk about your power today. And when I use that word power, uh, people sometimes a little shaky because that somehow seems wrong to have power or to exert power. And it's a, it's a strange thing when we, when we boil this down a little bit because your power was given to you by your creator. So inherently, there's nothing wrong with your power. The thing that tends to be wrong with power is that we misinterpret our ability to handle it. Or we've been told, conditioned, programmed that we can't handle it or that we don't really have it or it's been taken away from us or it's been so diminished that we don't even understand it. I just spoke to a beautiful woman on a clarity call just a few minutes before I came on this radio show. Uh, I do clarity calls all day, most of the days, uh, as well as my team. Uh, we talk to hundreds of women throughout the month. And um, yes, guys, are coaching women, um, if we uh, come across a gentleman who likes the work we have, um, we have a, a coach that we uh, send them to. He's a, a, a beautiful, wonderful coach, a friend of mine. So I was talking to her, and um, she's not where she wants to be in her career. She's making about twenty or $25,000 less than she could be making. And what happens is that the corollary between my career's not working for me and I'm not making the money that I think I want to make, the corollary is that's a direct proportional relationship to how you are wielding your power. And so for many of us, especially those of us who are raised in Christian traditions. Our power is something we've kind of not felt great about. We've felt uh, perhaps some shame about it. We feel power is evil, um, which again, break it down. It's, been the, it's the thing that your creator destined for you and gave you at birth. How in the world is that evil or negative? How in the world is that possible? There's no logic to it. It doesn't make any sense. It's just not, it, it just doesn't work. Your power is beautiful and gorgeous and, and you are brilliant and awesome. You just don't know how to handle it. And so therefore it's captured in this too small of a container. And what that container looks like is I'm a manager and everyone else at my level is a director. And I'm making 65 and I should make 90. 
That's what that looks like. I've been told and to fill out reports perfectly and to have all the answers. And when I had all of that growing up as a kid, I got love. I got attention. I got a good grade for my teacher. I got appreciation. So therefore, what I'm going to do to navigate my life and to feel okay and to feel good about myself is I'm going to be that version of me and I'm going to package up my power in a small little container called perfection, called performance, called keep my head down and, and do the right thing. And that has stifled every soul I've ever spoken to. That do-gooder piece that many of us were pushed into has caused us to misinterpret what power really is all about. It's caused us to misinterpret it. And so I want to dive into this idea of how you can handle your power because if I boil this topic down into its small granular piece, the biggest you may be making in your life is not wielding the power of your soul. That is what you at birth, a powerful soul. And when isn't being exercised in the world, you are not only robbing yourself of that beautiful, joyous soul that you have, but you're robbing us of her. You're robbing us of your divinity. You're literally squeezing off your godliness. Like that is just not cool. <laughs> People, it's not cool. We want your godliness to show up. We want your awesomeness. We want your creativity. We want your brilliance. But what happens is that so many folks I speak to and I coach on a regular basis, they don't know what to do with it. So it goes into a container. Now I know what to do with my power. I will keep it in this container. I will hold tight on it. I will keep it stifled. And I will believe everyone's limiting beliefs around me. And I will even believe mine. And I will live a life that doesn't feel good. And at one point, that container freaking blows the lid off. And now we got a problem. Sometimes the lid is blown off by someone else. Sometimes the lid is blown off by cancer, like with me. Sometimes the lid is blown off by getting fired or having to quit a job that's so stressful that you can't even stay there one more even if it means making the mortgage payment. That's not how we want this thing to go. So I'm going to boil this whole power thing down. And at the end of this show today, I want to make sure that you know exactly what your power looks like and feels like, and you know exactly what it is and what it isn't. The best outcome that you can have on listening to this episode today is to know that you are divinely created to have power. And we're going to talk about how to yield that to make it work for you. And before I go any further, looks like I've got a caller. I love callers. Hello, Christine. How are you today? And what can I do for you? Christine, are you? Hello. What can I do for you today, Christine? Well, I am having... Uh, 
the worst luck at job searching. I, I am currently, uh, I just started recruiting for a company, but it's 100% commission. I've had 100% commission positions before, and uh-huh. I've done well, but, you know, the money just doesn't come in quick enough. And honestly, I have to apply for food stamps tomorrow, and my children and I are just starving, and we're tra- tragic, and wow. I'm That's trying no to, good. I'm executive. Wow. Huh. So I... So I need a, a job with a salary, though, you know, or just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anything. And I'll be really upfront with you, and I hate to even repeat this, but three police departments said there's a girl I used to work with at Hitachi Consulting, and Amy Daniels, anyways, that she has been hacking my email and stealing verbal offers. So I've just been kind of, you know, what? I do get offers, but it's, you know, I want to be at a company where I have some sustainability for a long time. I don't want the 100% commission jobs. I want the salaried mm-hmm. positions. And that's what I okay. need. I need that stability. And I'm having just the 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 toughest time. And, you know, I've even initiated and closed many multi-million dollar deals, including one $17 million, a little over $17 million, the GE Capital Plus management operations. I've have proven business uh, performance. I mean, I've been in it. I've held three executive hmm. positions in the past and hmm. generated so much revenue for past companies. And, you know, I don't understand And I have a college degree. I don't understand. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't understand why I'm just having the, the toughest luck. And I even received a presidential endorsement in Charlotte, North Carolina in 2012. Now, I wish I was running for president, but I don't have my money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Christine for president. Got it. But in between that point and where you are today, you got to fix this problem, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, what the heck is going on here, Christine? I don't know. And, you know, I uh, I joined a wonderful uh, church here recently called Xavier Francis. So, that's. I'm I'm glad, you know, I have that. So I'm just trying so, to, yeah, I don't understand, you know, I've. Um, right. So here's the thing. Just, so, yeah, um, when I'm working with uh, a woman who has a story similar to what you have, I've heard these types mm-hmm. of stories. Um, there's a few things going on, and let's just kind of put our finger in the air and see which way the wind's blowing here. Okay? Okay. Great. You've made money and you've had some successful positions in the past. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Yes. And now you're not. No, I, I just started a part-time recruiting position this week, but it's commission and I'm really thankful for that owner, that staffing firm. But, you know, I need something that brings so the money now right you're, away. Now you're not. So let's, again, yeah. I hear your story. You had it. Now you're not. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. the true statement? That is a true statement. Okay. When was the last time you were working in a role that you were being paid well, felt awesome, and were delivering on what Christine has to deliver? I'll, I'll be years ago. real honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that was back in 2015. I mean, I was vice president of... So- uh, Mm-hmm. I'm booking ahead, for me. a company recently, but back in 2015, I was an executive for a firm called Smart Divine. So it was business development and project management. 
What happened to that job? I'll be really honest. I got laid off because they were acquired. And what's really scary is my boss and I closed a $100,000 project the first day I started. So when that, Mm -hmm. you know, started off really well and um, the clients were giving me compliments. So I don't understand, you know, I was new. So I guess I was one of, you know, they laid off many. I guess Mm -hmm. since I was very new, they're just like, you know, she's Mm -hmm. she's a a newbie. So (laughs) we'll let her How long were you there? Only a month. Uh-huh. What was the, what was the job before that? Uh, before that, I was executive director of resource management for a company called Quantum Group International. Mm-hmm. And okay. you don't have to tell me what you uh, made, but well, well-paying job felt great about it. That type of thing. Yeah. Oh, I could. I, I don't mind telling you. Uh, uh, Smart Divine was sixty-six grand plus. Uh, you know, incentive plan. Mm-hmm. Mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, it's, and, and why did you leave the job before that? Why did you leave that executive uh, director role? Well, the project ended. Uh-huh. So left that one. Uh, and the most recent position I had was vice president of booking. And I worked for uh, a retired home globetrotter, book school performances, a <laughs> couple halftime shows in a game. And that was, I worked for him twice. He asked me to come back and work for him last year. Mm-hmm. I just, 100% commission again. You know, mm-hmm. I needed something immediate. And I felt like even though I was booking stuff for him, I wanted something, it was a nonprofit. So I wanted something with more pay, but haven't been real successful. Mm-hmm. So and here's receiving. the thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep going. And receiving what? Oh, well, then I, a company called Anderson Labs reached out to me, uh, IT okay. staffing company. All right. All right. Hang yes. on a second. So rather than go into chapter and verse and all the specific companies and that sort of thing, something's going on with you, Christine. Okay. Can I just be honest with you on that? Something's going on with you. Uh, oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, my um, son and I are real uh, we've been real tortured. People people break into my house every day and every night. I really honestly wish I would have never received that presidential endorsement. Um, people break into your house every day. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So I'm trying to evacuate. I've been able to evacuate from here five times. So that's what's going on is I'm just so tortured in this county. And, and at least one of my sons, he's at the Naval Academy, so I don't have to worry about him so much. But it's a different type of worry. But so I, you know, it's just everything's kind of come crashing down. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, my ex husband, he's a, a criminal. So that's unfortunately where it started. But you know, I'm not, I try every day, you know, I job search every day, I exercise every day, I go to church. You know, I do the right things. So I know so I'm not who do doing. You, yeah. Who, who do you want to be in life, Christine? What's, what's, the, um, what's your soul's desire? Well, you know, I honestly would love to run for president one day just because I have a passion for helping Okay, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Not what do you want to do. Who do you want to be? Who does Christine want to be? I just want to be wealthy, and I want my children happy and safe, you know? Okay. All right, that's a start. Okay. All right. And who does Christine need to be to have that life? Who does she need to be? That's a good question. (laughs) 
I don't know. I guess I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, okay. So typically who we need to be to have our dreams come alive is that we need to be in mm -hmm. love with ourselves. We need to be in uh, alignment. We need to uh, be in a state of gratitude and appreciation. And frankly, we need to look the other way on things that are not consistent with who it is that we want to be. Um, so it sounds like mm -hmm. there's um, a, a fair amount of dark energy kind of swirling around. And um, the only antidote for dark energy is your beautiful soul's power and energy. Mm -hmm. And and what we tend to do as, as beautiful human beings on this planet is we tend to uh, work against it, uh, complain about it, uh, try to effort our way past negative thinking. We try to effort our way, um, through it. We try to, uh, mm -hmm. just do stuff about it. But what happens is that it permeates. And so, um, bringing our soul's energy up to a higher vibrational level is the only thing that's going to counteract those forces. Can we call them evil? That would be a word we could use. So the only way that we can counteract the forces of evil is to be in our own state of joy, appreciation, clarity, etc. And that's our soul's mm -hmm. divine level of energy. Now that might seem like a far way away from what's going on in the outside world. But the other thing that exists there is clarity. And you told me a few things with a lot of clarity. One is that you want a well-paying job that isn't commission. Well, how about if we just Correct. stick with the fact that I want a well-paying job making, let's just use the number 70,000. I want a well-paying job making $70,000 mm -hmm. a year. So what I would like you to do um, when we get off this uh, discussion here is to write down all the things that you could do mm -hmm. for $70,000 a year for a particular company. Don't worry about the company right now. Just write down the things that you can do in exchange for that level of income. Just get clear okay. about that. Get, get super clear. Okay. Cause clarity is hanging out with joy and appreciation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So get clear. Okay. The other Thank thing you. I'd like you to do after that, do it in this order. After you do that, I'd like you to write down 10 things that you are grateful for that you've done that look like that. Oh, I'm grateful okay. for the opportunity to be in that job that I did, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm grateful and appreciate that boss who helped me do blah, blah, blah. And I learned how to do this and da, da, da. Okay. Mm -hmm. Throw some gratitude okay. into the clarity yeah. equation. And then the next thing is get yourself really solid about bragging Yes, I know. This is what power uh, looks like. And I hate boasting. I've kind of had to do oh, it. Oh, I know. But God wants you to boast. You know what? Can't handle. There's no <laughs> employer. Like There's no employer who's going to read your mind. It's impossible for them to do that. What they will read is your clarity and your value statements. And here's the, the crack. Okay. And this is what I coach my clients on all the time, Christine, mm -hmm. the crack 
of you owning your power is you being able to get comfortable with it. And so therefore I purposely use the word brag because every single person on this planet who was raised by someone who uh, was, you know, technically a good person was told not to brag. Mm-hmm. So you have been brainwashed. You've been brainwashed to push your power into a small little container and not tell anyone about it. With all due respect to the people who raised you, the people who raised me, the people who raised thousands of people I've talked to over the years, um, that's not your soul's best angle. Your soul's best angle is, wow, I closed that $100,000 deal within the first couple of days of being at that job. Wow, I know how to close other business deals. Geez, I booked that Globetrotter for events and stuff and got him to be doing great performances, and I did that. And, you know, I was able to do this, and I did that, and I did this, and I did that. And, you know, soon enough, you got 10 things easily. Mm-hmm. But you got to get the ball rolling. And then what you have is a way to communicate to someone who's going to pay you $70,000 a year for being who you are and for doing that for them. Mm-hmm. So that's what you got to get right with. And then you got to practice every single freaking day. Freaking, okay? Every freaking day. <laughs> You've got to practice being in your sense of joy and appreciation. And if I were standing in your shoes, in your household, hanging out with kids who are all fearful together with you, I would well, be looking around. I wish around. they were. They've been kidnapped. And, yeah. So. Your kids have been kidnapped? Yeah, my ex has been served three sets of contempt orders. I've had him restrained three times. It's just oh, some police even got fired over. I just, you know, I'm okay. All right, so you got to you got to get into kids, you got know? to get into <laughs> real clarity about what you want in your life, because it's not it's not being delivered to your doorstep right now. No, and I don't have only... anything in my life. I'm just, you know, okay. and, and I know you, that you do. Negative. You I do. Have, my children and I are just okay. Listen, so poor. If they're, if, so you know, so, so you can tortured. focus. So yeah, so we're, you, you can focus on that or you can get yourself back on track with who you want to be and what you want in the world. You yeah, make the no, choice. I know. I need to every be more single, positive. I agree. Mm-hmm. Not just more positive. You need to focus on what you have and what's going well. And you just to keep focusing on where you want to go. What I have, what's mm-hmm. going well, what I want, what I have, what I, what I got, what's going well, what I want to go, where I want to go. Where I want to go, what I got. You just need to stay mm-hmm. in that lane. Okay? So there's your homework. Okay. There's your, uh, your set of uh, uh, assignments. And um, please okay. do your best to stay on track with that. And, and where there's appreciation and joy, there's clarity. So stay there as many Wonderful. minutes as you can. Not as a cover-up okay. to how you're, what's going on, but as an antidote. Okay? This is the mm-hmm. medicine. I like that. <laughs> Yes. Okay. All right. Lovely. Great talking with you. Thanks for calling in and uh, all the best to you. you. We'll send you some blessings right down your way. Okay. God bless you and best of luck to you as well. Thank you very much. So folks, here's, here's what goes on. Um, We lose our power through energy leaks of what other people tell us. And we, we lose our power through energy leaks of what looks like is going on out there to us. And any time we're talking in a language of what is going on around us that's happening to us, we are energized in the victim mode. 
that is about the deepest negative energy vibration that you can participate in. And it may look like choice. It may look like the circumstances are winning and it may look like that's what you've got to be focused on for survival and all that. And I get it. I've lost jobs. I've been at the very brink of not being able to make it. I remember the very first job I lost. They were guaranteeing me that they were going to bring me back in 30 days. And I had about 30 days worth of money. Um, and when I, I called to ask if they were ready to bring me back, uh, no, not yet. It might be a couple of weeks. And I didn't have a couple of weeks uh, money for groceries. I didn't, I didn't have that kind of time. So I freaking panicked. And then what I is I actually asked if they could hire me sooner than that because I couldn't afford to wait and I was going to have to make a different decision. And I really wanted to go there. And I really wanted that job back and I wanted to believe them. But I didn't have a choice. So in, in that desperate mode, I decided who I needed to be was the person who needed to ask for what I wanted. I wasn't raised that way. I wasn't raised to ask. I was raised to basically take in front of you and make the best of it. Our power has to come to us. And when it does, and when we use it, and I'm just going to assume if you're listening to Unity Radio or you're listening to my work, you're the type of person who wants to use your power for good. Even though you want to use your power for good, you may still be in fear of it. And the second half I'm going to talk about what it looks like to actually see your power and feel your power. And I'm going to talk about the dilemma of why it's so hard, why it's so difficult for a human being to yield their power and see it. One of the ways I help lift the planet and change people's lives is through my kick-ass career workshop. It's a beautiful 12-week journey I take women on who are professionally underperforming. Their lives and their careers are entwined in something that doesn't feel good. Uh, sometimes our clients have quit jobs, been laid off, fired. Sometimes they haven't gotten the promotion or they just know that there's more for them. I'd love to talk to you about that on a clarity call and you can get there at mofall.com slash give me clarity. I'll be back for more. We're going to talk about what it really feels like to find your power and why it's so difficult. See you in a few minutes. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And welcome back to your power. Welcome back. One of my uh, favorite and yet one of the most tricky paths is the path back to, back to your power. If you know my work and if you've followed my story, you know that I have um, two beautiful grandkids. One is um, too young to even speak or show himself and a little eight-week-old bundle of joy. Um, But my two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter has shown shown herself um, 
in her true power for quite a while now to the delight of all of us. And watching that level of enthusiasm and joy and power is the best reminder. This is why we love kids so much, because it's a reminder of our unbridled power. And she's getting at that age, at two and a half, where some of her unbridled power is not appropriate and, uh, you know, a little troublesome. Um, so she's coming into the years of being obedient or being taught to be obedient or don't do and you got to do it this way type of stuff. Um, and so we're bridling her energy a little bit. Um, well, as the grandparent, I'm doing very little of it, but her parents are uh, getting into that uh, phase of her development. Um, needless to say, her energy and her power is still beautifully flowing through um, in the way that her creator brought her into this world. And that level of power, that level of freedom is everything we should seek. It is the level of appreciation and joy and empowerment and love that we were meant to be. The caller I had unfortunately has found some ways away from that. And what we tend to do, and I see this in the women I work with in my workshop as well, what we tend to do over time is to keep packaging our power away and being done to. Uh, this obedient thing can be taken to a level that is not necessarily helpful. Being obedient and being the good girl or the good boy or the the uh, proper person can can play against us. And sometimes we've done all the right things and it's not working. And what inevitably is going on is that this power within has been stifled and cut off. I don't know if you've ever had a two, two and a half or three-year-old kid that you've told not to do something. It doesn't go well. It just does not go well. When you try to pinch off that beautiful energy and enthusiasm and joy of a young being, they cry. They put up a fuss. And what we're doing to help them uh, be proper in the world is to stop them from fussing and crying about the pain of shutting down their power. And it's the we have to do as adults in the world. Um, it's a necessary piece of being a human being. But what happens is that kid wakes up as we are in our adulthood and we start to wonder where all the joy has been and where, why, why aren't we performing? Why aren't we this? And why isn't that happening? And typically the root of all of those questions is the same thing. We've lost our power. Sometimes what happens is that our soul's gotten injured through trauma or personal experiences that have been deeply emotional that have wounded us. And those wounds are infecting and affecting the soul's powerful strength. I've had woman after woman in my workshop who has come with such deep wounds, whether they be from childhood or their early adulthood, or perhaps even just in the world, been beaten down, humiliated, shamed, told not to all sorts of, of ways that we human beings can shut another human being down or take their power from them. Um, we've seen pretty much the gamut. And what happens is that in a lifetime of that, you pretty much lose hope. 
And so there are people walking around this planet depressed and sad because they've lost their soul's energy and the last little pilot light is just the only people that they have. But I will tell you this, if you're living and breathing on this God's green earth, you've got at least a pilot light left of your soul. And if you breathe air into that pilot light, you can come back. You can resurrect yourself. You can bring the light of your soul back to a beautiful, beautiful place where you feel worthy. You feel special. You feel joy again. It is absolutely recoverable, resurrectable if you follow Jesus and, and, and his path. Um, you're familiar with the resurrection story. Uh, you may not necessarily embrace as I do in the way that it's a metaphor for all of us. We have to die to our former self. We have to allow our own crucifixion to happen in order to resurrect. So we have to die to our stories. We have to allow the painful slow death of our limiting beliefs. And we have to die to the former image of who we were told to be in order to resurrect in the manner of the divine creation that we were brought to this earth to be. We were all here to be divine operators in this human realm. We were all brought here with bright, shiny, sparkly souls. We were all brought forward to bring that back to life. And the work I do with the ladies in my kick-ass workshop, the reason why we have profound results is because I take the highest priority in bringing the soul back. Because I don't care how great your resume and LinkedIn profile, if your soul's not powerful and powered up, you're not going to go anywhere that you've been before. You're going to repeat the same patterns. Because the way that our creator structured this experience for us is that we will have experiences over and over again until we grow through them, until we rise above them, until we resurrect ourselves beyond it. We really have no other choice because the choice in front of us is to be in the pain of being stifled and snuffed out. That doesn't feel good. The soul wants to grow and expand and experience joy and happiness. The soul wants that. That's why it hurts. That's why you feel the inner nudging. That's why the aggravation of why it doesn't feel good to grow. Why doesn't it feel good not to have a big, beautiful soul? Because the soul's trying to peek out and it's hitting up against the barriers. You got to remove the barriers, but they don't come down that easily because the barriers have been protecting you for decades. Protecting you from what? Exactly. What has it been protecting you from? Being hurt? I don't know. It hurts pretty much not having a soul that's shining. There's almost nothing more hurtful for the human experience than for your soul to be dimmed out. That is the most painful thing. I've been through a lot of physical hurts. I broke my foot two months ago. I'm now going through physical therapy. It hurts. But I'm bringing my foot back to life. Sometimes it hurts to work it out. The tendons are getting stiff. 
I got to work that out. I got to go through the pain of the stretching and the expansion and bringing that foot back to its proper full functioning. But here's the thing. I don't have to. I can choose to limp and I can choose to be in victim mode and I can choose to have a story about why my foot and why that. Okay, I could choose that path. It's not going to feel good. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. It's not going to hurt nearly. I mean, the physical therapy is not going to hurt nearly as much as choosing not healing. The expansion and the growth pain is temporary because then you fly. Here's the thing. Fly. When you find your soul's power back, when you bring that back to light, here's what we found. It's going to blind you. It's going to feel too much. It's going to feel so good inside your body, which, by the way, is the only place you can feel your divinity is in your body. You can't feel it outside your body. So you have to be paying attention to how your body feels. And when you feel that big, magnificent power turn itself back on, it could feel like a lot. It could feel like you don't know how to control. So what's going to happen is this kind of thing called the ego or the devil or whatever you choose to call it, it's going to want to shut it back down because it's going to scare. It's going to scare. And when you're in scare, your fear brain turns on. Whoa, what was that? Shut it down. Like the foreman of the plant says, too much power. Shut down the factory. We're going to blow up. So that inner fear brain is doing that in the amygdala, that inner piece of your brain that says, ah, we're under attack. It's going to feel that way. Every single woman, we've turned her soul back up. She feels the fear of the power and doesn't recognize it for what it is. It's interpreted by the brain because of the worn patterns of the nervous system that says this is something to be scared about. And so a human being without good help, without good coaching, without someone who understands this, the fear brain's going to win every time. So when you turn that soul's power back up and feel a brilliant example of what it feels like to truly be you, you get on stage for a talk, you get heard in a meeting for once, it feels freaking awesome. And then there's this voice, get back in line. Who do you think you are? You can't do that again. They're not going to listen to you. Don't get it full of your. You're getting too big for your britches. All the stories that you've heard since you were a little itty-bitty soul getting put back into the obedient mode at two and a half, all of that starts coming back. And you got to shut it down. That's not your creator speaking. That's some well-intentioned adult who meant to put you in your place because you were getting too big for your britches at the age of two and a half and you were holding, touching the stove and you were playing with things that weren't safe. And so your adults told you not to do stuff. And every time you step into your power, you're going to hear those voices until you manage it. And you got to bring the healing to the table because it hurts to have been told that. It hurts to be shut down. And there's going to be healing involved. When you feel the power and you allow it to happen and your body gets that big sense of surge of power, it's going to be like, oh my goodness. And then the next thing that happens is you're going to cry. You're going to cry out of joy 
You're going to cry out of fear. You're going to cry grief and loss. Because where has this been for so many years? You're going to shed tears, feel light and heavy all at once. That beautiful, beautiful power of you is going to move your feelings and it's going to be profound and it's going to cause tears. If you get to that level, you know you've had a breakthrough. If you allow yourself to feel the power of your beautiful soul, the power of your divinity, divinity, if you allow yourself to feel that version of you, it will move you to tears. Let it. Let those tears come. I'm going to tell you what one of the most healing aspects of the work that we do in my workshop is that those tears come on a call with others and you are witnessed in your and you're witnessed in your power and you're celebrated just like if your creator was standing right there loving you for coming back to life it's one of the most beautiful things that another human being can witness of another human being watching her come back to life at the soul level. It's powerful, it's sacred, it is life-changing, and it will bring tears. And it may bring tears even once. It may. It just may bring tears a few days. It may bring tears weeks later when the next layer is revealed and opened up. Your brilliance is worth the tears. And without level of profound experience, you will not heal. And you will not bring the authentic power of your soul back to life. You've got to go there. You've got to see how awesome you are. You've got to remind yourself and feel it. And sometimes when you remind yourself, you're going to the feelings of being upset that you've lost it for so many years. You're going to invoke the feelings of anger that you let someone else shut you down. You're going to invoke the things that are attached with the stifling, the lids, the caps, the shutting down. You're going to invoke and you must heal that. Because those are the things that are in your way. You can handle power. You are perfectly capable of handling the godliness within. There is no way in the world that you were given something that you can't handle. And we say this all the time about negative circumstances. Well, why the heck in the world wouldn't your creator give you the beautiful, genius, wonderful, bright light inside of you? Of course you can handle that too. And when you get that going, everything else in life gets easier. Everything, every single thing gets easier when you have brought forth the brightness of your soul. This is why my main tagline is bring your soul to work. 
to land your dream job. You can't be landing no dream job without that soul. Uh-uh. Doesn't equate. When you get that soul's power revved up, it will scare you at first. You will be brought to fear. Don't listen to that voice. You will be brought to an immense sense of joy and happiness. Listen there. Because that's where your creator resides. Your creator resides in the joy and love and appreciation. Only listen to those voices. Only pay attention to that stream of flow. That is where your best life lies. Your best value lies in that powerful, beautiful soul. Bring that alive every single day, greater and greater. It will not be much. It will not be a fool's journey. It will not be arrogant. It is not egotistical. Whoever told you that didn't understand the power of your soul. The power of your soul is the most beautiful thing that you have to express in this world. And if you've had the pleasure and the delight around young kids when they are before they've been obedient, you see exactly how your creator put you together. You see exactly that. That is the power of working well in a job. That is the power of being the highest version of you in your marriage, with your kids, with your siblings, with your parents. That higher version of you, that soulful you, is going to put you in the best version of all the hats that you wear in life. And it is the only thing that's going to bring you joy. Let's differentiate joy from happiness here for a second because it's important to understand as well. Joy is Joy is your divinity. Joy doesn't matter on circumstances. Joy is an inherently unchangeable state of being that you were born to express. Happiness is, oh, I'm happy for you. Oh, I'm happy I got this new job. I recently uh, bought a couple of new pens at Office Depot. I was happy about that. I like new pens. That made me happy. But you know what? On top of a joyful being, what? Look out. The person who checked me out probably thought I was a little bit crazy. That's ah, okay. <laughs> I'm so happy to get new pens. But on top of joy, outrageous. This is how we are meant to be. Let's compete with the two-year-old for joy. Let's try to get that level of soulful happiness, excitability about life, curiosity, helpfulness, eagerness. Not the tired, depleted, burnt-out soul. No. She has to struggle to find even happiness. She has to struggle to even find expression because she's been 
so many times. She's afraid. She's afraid of being shut down again because that doesn't feel good. And so what we will do as human beings is protect the beautiful light inside as if that's the thing that's going to make us feel better. And ironically, it's the exact thing that's going to actually make us feel more worse. More worse. <laughs> Worser. Crafting that scaffolding to protect our inner being is not a winning strategy. Deciding and declaring that you're worthy of joy and love and appreciation and feeling passionate about life. That's worth creating for yourself. You no longer protect yourself from things. As a matter of fact, it's the very antidote to every one of the things out there. So if I don't have a new pen, am I going to be unhappy? No, because I'm still joyous. I'm still part of my divine creator. I'm, a, I'm an expression. I'm a divine soul walking around the earth doing my thing. I don't need to be apologetic about it. I don't need to excuse myself. I don't need to shut myself down. I can be awesome. I can ask for what I want. I can show up big. I can speak. I can express myself. And when things don't go exactly how I had envisioned for a particular episode or incident in my life, I can handle that because I've been a bank account of grace. I've built up things inside of me that fuel me. I do no longer need to be dependent on the outside world to make me who I am, to define how I feel. When we are truly independent of the outside experiences that we have, that is what And when we experience our soul's power and feel the, the, the true power of that feeling, we now know that we have something that's indestructible. Your godly is completely indestructible. So unleash it. Have it come alive. Have it fuel you into the physical body, into the energetic cellular mitochondria of your body. Let it fuel you. And you will never have to fear anything ever again. Even when things seem like they're not working out for you, when you have a fueled up soul, you know the true meaning of the word faith. You will finally touch the truth of what faith really is. Faith is not situational. It is that inner essence that all will be okay because I have my divinity right here brewing inside of me. It's active and alive. And with that divinity, I am untouchable by the physical world. Contemplate that for yourself for the rest of the week. Contemplate of your soul's power, putting you in a situation where you are untouchable by the common physical world, because indeed that is exactly how you were built. Bring that alive and you have the life that you want. One of the women who's uh, graduated from our workshop uh, recently posted in our 
Facebook group for all the grads, all those ladies hanging out who've been through the workshop who are continuing to have marvelous lives. And, you know, many of them are having stumbles and falls and they get picked up by their sisterhood in the workshop and by the coaches who are watching and monitoring and, and continuing to lift. She took a job. Uh, she came to our workshop because she got laid off from her uh, job at a bank. And uh, the option was to move to Phoenix or not, and she chose not to. She has a small child, and she decided to stay in her current city. Uh, within eight weeks of the workshop, she landed what appeared to be her dream job at the time as a bank manager at another bank. Super happy. It was great money, more than what she was making before. All set. This feels awesome. Well, she gets in the job for a couple of weeks, and she starts not feeling like it's the dream job, but she's hanging in there. She's got to pay her bills and kid going and keep her life going. And all in all, it's a good resume builder, and she wants to get the experience. So she's hanging in and learning and, and being all that she needs to be for that job. She's learning a lot. She's stretching herself. Um, she's getting exposed to all sorts of things that are teaching her new things. Um, she's not happy. I said, I want you to reach out to your ex-employer and see what's going on there. Oh, funny thing, they have an opportunity for her. She takes an opportunity and she realizes that the bridge that she had was the perfect antidote for building her up to where she ultimately is now. And that will happen again and again in her life. It's an ongoing growth. Take the journey to your soul. You will not regret one step of it. This is Coach Mo Fall. You can find me everywhere on social media and mofall.com. Your life is worth living. Bring your soul to work and land your dream job. We'll see you next episode here on Unity Radio. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.